What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had a fantastic weekend and are ready to start a brand new week on this Monday. Certainly excited about all that you guys have been doing to remain in support of the Faction. We definitely appreciate it. If you're not following us on social media, give us a follow at the Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, if you are subscribed to our podcast, We appreciate you greatly. If you're not and it's your first time, welcome to the faction. We're glad to have you here. Click on that subscribe button and go ahead while you're doing that. Leave a comment and rate the podcast as well on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Couple of shout outs for you. Shout out to our top three cities from last week. That includes at number three, Humble, Texas. At number two, Columbus, Ohio. And the number one city for the faction this week is Houston, Texas. And all around the world at number three, it's Spain, the UK, and then the US, of course, coming in at number one. All right, lots of news to talk about. We'll kick things off talking about this Friday's episode of SmackDown. Significant episode as we saw a couple of things, an intercontinental title kind of skirmish of sorts. We saw a big tag team match happen with Jay Uso and Roman Reigns teaming up for one of the few times that they've teamed up, certainly the first time since all of this has happened and Roman Reigns first time in the ring on SmackDown in about seven months. Well, all that proved to be a very good thing for SmackDown as SmackDown drew an average of 2.26 million viewers. That's up from 2.06 million viewers. So in other words, they gained about 200,000 viewers in this past week. It's the highest number for SmackDown since April 10th, which was the episode post-WrestleMania. That's a big deal for SmackDown, to say the least. So I'm excited for SmackDown. Definitely some good things are happening. Some new wrinkles with this Jey Uso, Roman Reigns situation that are happening. So it's exciting to see. Congratulations to SmackDown. And again, I say the Thunderdome has worked wonders for all things WWE programming. So congratulations to them. Speaking of WWE programming, uh, there are elements of pro wrestling that are coming back after the pandemic one of them being the nxt uk brand as they have been out since post wrestlemania well i'm so excited to announce that the nxt uk brand returns this thursday at 3 p.m eastern 8 p.m bst and it's returning in a big way as the nxt UK brand introduces a brand new tournament, a tournament for the NXT UK Heritage Cup. So in the coming weeks, eight superstars will compete in a tournament contested under British Rounds rules. And this is what British Rounds rules consists of. All matches will consist of six three-minute rounds. All matches will be two out of three falls. Falls can be won by pinfall, submission, or countout. Once a fall occurs the round ends the match ends once a wrestler has won two falls in the event of a disqualification or knockout the match instantly ends without the need for two falls if all six rounds are completed whoever is ahead on falls will win the match and there will be a 20 second break between each round 
The eight wrestlers involved include Flash Morgan Webster, Noam Dar, Alexander Wolf, A Kid, The Bomber, Dave Mastiff, Trent Seven, Joseph Connors, and a final wild card entrant yet to be determined. And the NXT UK Heritage Cup will be defended as a championship under the same rules following the tournament. So this is going to be a neat wrinkle for the NXT UK brand. They're also operating out of a new studio, which seems state of the art. It's going to be amazing to see. There's some videos floating around, and we may even post that video on our social media channels because you need to see how dope it looks at NXT UK. So I'm definitely looking forward to this. Plus, it's the first time we've really seen some NXT UK action since the pandemic and since the speaking out movement really ravaged the NXT UK brand. There are a number of superstars who have been released or who are no longer a part of NXT UK because of some of the things that happened with the speaking out movement. So this will be an interesting, fresh start, reset button, and new move for NXT UK. We're looking forward to seeing that. Speaking of returns and relaunches post-pandemic, Ring of Honor is back as their first TV episode aired this weekend and is available in a number of places, including Fight TV, your local listings, and you can check it out at rohwrestling.com. And they are returning with the ROH Pure Title Tournament. Now, the ROH Pure title has been away from Ring of Honor for several years. The design of it was to focus on pure wrestling, wrestling inside the rule books and uh, really technical pro wrestling, etc. It's really quite interesting to see uh, the folks who have been connected to the ROH Pure Championship which debuted on February the 14th, 2004. The first champion was AJ Styles. Other champions have included Doug Williams, Jay Lethal, Samoa Joe, Nigel McGuinness, and the last champion was Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan. The championship was unified with the ROH World Championship in a title unification match, and then we no longer saw the Pure Championship. So it's been since 2006 since we've seen this title. So it's a significant move happening in Ring of Honor. Again, you can check out Ring of Honor on Fight TV or on your local listings or at ROHWrestling.com. Really exciting to see that. Also, since we're talking about relaunches, we have to talk about the NWA, which is set for a relaunch tomorrow. That's available on Fight TV of course, we've not seen any new in-ring content from the NWA since pre-pandemic. If you'll remember, they were preparing for the Crockett Cut pay-per-view back in April. That didn't happen, but this is to some degree a return to pay-per-view for the NWA. As the NWA is partnering with the United Wrestling Network to bring about something very, very special for the NWA. The United Wrestling Network will be premiering a show called Prime Time Live. And Prime Time Live is going to be the new way to see NWA Pro Wrestling. It premieres at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, tomorrow night on Fight TV. You can check it out on pay-per-view for $7.99, or you can get 
a bundle pack for episodes one through four for $23.99. And the main event there will be a battle for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship as Nick Aldis defends against Mike Bennett. Now, they've also relaunched, they being the NWA, has also relaunched the 10 Pounds of Gold series, and you can check that out for free on YouTube on the NWA's channel, and in checking that out, you'll be able to see uh, the road leading up to this battle tomorrow night between Mike Bennett and Nick Aldis. Now, I can say this. One of the things the NWA has always done well in that 10 Pounds of Gold series is tell a great backstory. So it's interesting. We didn't see that a lot during the power days, but certainly leading up to power and the like, it was a way for us to stay connected with the NWA. As for NWA power, no news on when and if that will resume, but certainly this whole UWN Primetime Live is going to be the way to go. It'll be live wrestling for the NWA. A full card is planned. Again, that's going down tomorrow night. We'll talk some more about that tomorrow. I want to know, are you going to watch Primetime Live? Will you pay the $7.99 or the $23.99 for those four episodes? Check it out on Fight TV. By all means, let me know. Before we go, we want to talk about, again, the debut of Miro, formerly known as Rusev in AEW. There's a lot of scuttlebutt about this. Um, some felt like, man, is this a good move for wrestling? Others felt like, wow, it's great to have him back. I'll say this, you know, there are folks who said he left on a wrestling angle and returns on a wrestling angle. I don't know that the wrestling angle is the big deal here. I think the big deal is a man like Rusev or Miro was pretty much done with the wrestling industry and has found his way back in AEW. Now, what happens in the ring will be the real question, and will he be able to rise to new heights? And this goes back to something that we started to talk about before, which is, you know, should AEW continue to build itself off of the backs of former WWE stars? I want to remind us of a couple of things. First and foremost, let's remember this company is still barely a year old. And in one year's time, they did some things that most other companies at the one year mark were unable to do. ECW did not have a television deal with a major cable outlet. Matter of fact, they didn't get that until the last year or two of their existence, and that is what ultimately drove them out of the business. Look at the NWA, who still doesn't have any sort of major television deal. Ring of Honor, if we're honest, doesn't have a major television deal on cable TV. So the fact that AEW was able to do that in less than a year says a whole lot, and it was renewed for three years. Let's also mention this. I believe that the time is ultimately coming where AEW will put the rocket ship on guys like Kenny Omega and uh, the Young Bucks and an MJF and things like that. I think those folks are being built right now. They're not household names. People do recognize the former WWE stars. And let's also say this, that there has to be a place for the folks who were in WWE to be able to shine. And they're able to shine on their own merit. So are we really mad that John Moxley is the world champion or Chris Jericho is the world champion or Brody Lee is the TNT champion or Cody was a TNT champion when we said that all four of those men in some way, shape, or form was being held back by WWE. So 
It's really interesting to watch. So uh, I want to get your thoughts on that in terms of AEW. Do you think they're leaning too heavily on former WWE talent? Or is it the right thing for them to do at this particular stage of their career and existence? All right, we're going to get out of here. There's still more news to talk about. We'll be sure to share some of those things on our social media channels. But definitely, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to come into wherever your space is and share just a little bit about the world of pro wrestling. One big thing to tell you, we had a special episode of the SHW podcast drop this weekend with an exclusive interview with The Pope, formerly known as Elijah Burke. He's been all over the place, WWE, Impact Wrestling, and as part of the NWA. He spent some time backstage uh, at SHW's Rumble Jack event, which is now available, of course, on IWTV. But we had a chance to sit down and talk with him, and it was an amazing conversation. We talked about everything from Black Lives Matter to how his career uh, post-WWE was bigger than his career in WWE. All of that and more is available on the SHW podcast, which you can check out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Southern Honor Wrestling, or you can subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts as well, or you can check it out on YouTube also. All right, we're going to get out of here. I hope you guys have had an absolutely stellar start to your day or whenever it is that you're checking this out. Here's to an amazing week and we'll have more great wrestling content coming your way all throughout the week. So stay tuned and stay connected to us here at The Faction. Until next time, it's me and GB representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack on the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I lead my people, here we go.